0: We are talking about the stoic challenge. We are in the, it feels like the fourth week and we are talking about, um, really discovering, uh, what we want inside of our lives. So where we've been already, we've been uh, releasing surrender, the things that are outside of our control. Uh, we've been to really, the second week was empowering ourselves to really step up and take responsibility for the things that are inside of our hands and then the third week uh we talked about uh really identifying where we are as far as rating ourselves taking an honest look and really giving an assessment to the different areas of our life and where we're located uh this week is all about really getting in touch and identifying what we want so before we dive into that i wanted to uh, i posted this uh question on facebook tons of responses and that was the um Uh, misconceptions of being stoic and our misconception of stoicism because there is a lot out there and uh, so I wanted to uh, talk about that question first and maybe bust some of the misconceptions. Uh, Rich
1: what do you think are some
0: of the misconceptions that people think?
1: Um, Well so first of all I want to kind of go back a little bit from our conversation last week when we Uh were talking about you know, stopping bad behaviors and those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I didn't really, I didn't get to touch on really the most important thing, and this kind of hit me. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh yeah. But like uh, surrendering the battle to win the war, like I had to surrender a lot of things in order to win those those wars. You know, or yeah, those, I guess surrender the battles to win the the war in in the end. You know, is that kind of like uh,
0: uh like um surrendering like the the small things or the 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 battle that i think is important to win the
1: overall like explain that a little bit so i can it would be it would be the situation like uh my one of the hardest things for me was to when i surrendered was to be vulnerable to another man or like speak my sins to someone else and clear the air you know yeah uh that that battle of wanting to keep it in wanting to keep it to myself wanting to not deal with it wanting to push it away wanting to hide from it all those things it's a battle like yeah so i had to i had to surrender that battle to win the war and yeah that's something i just i didn't get to touch on or i didn't i didn't think of in that moment and uh yeah. I wanted to kind of bring that up again because that was huge that was probably one of the biggest things I did in order for me to to accept myself where I was you know yeah
0: yeah I like that And then you know there's uh just surrender in general <laughs> is a good thing yeah. but it's not um, easy but <laughs> <laughs> uh, we touched on it a little bit but um there is this great tendency to do and behave in a manner that is detrimental to us. And there's something weird about uh, spiritual that the way up is down and vice versa. And yeah, and, um, <laughs> it's um, so when you talk about like giving up the battle or you know, the the small thing to really win out, I automatically think of that principle is that, yeah, people don't think about doing that because it's like, I'm going to hold my ground, I'm going to be in control, I'm going to maintain, I'm going to win. And um, it's actually uh, vice versa. It's in the the release and the surrender
1: where actually yeah uh, victory comes. It's a backwards right? law. Yeah, backwards, backwards law, law. That's you know, what it is.
0: The acceptance I think that's of a
1: negative is a positive. Yeah. The acceptance of a negative is a positive. Uh, that that kind of stuff. Yeah. I had I once I was able to stop fighting the battle. I, I won the war. Yeah. And you Love know, it, brother. So I just wanted to kind of go back on that a little bit because uh, that was really important for me. That was one of the big things that that happened for me so yeah, I want to share uh, that. yeah. um and as far as so, uh, misconceptions of stoicism i i've practiced a lot of like eastern philosophy uh stoicism stoic ideas uh uh spiritual principles and practices and things like that so yeah um there is a I, and you had mentioned in, in the video like becoming completely numb i don't think i can ever be completely emotionless and like not feel not be not be destroyed right. by things i'm attached to i think it's human nature for us to experience those things that's part of life that's what makes life suffering you know and when you accept that life is suffering uh like we just talked about in the backwards law the acceptance of a negative is a positive so now i can accept that this life is suffering and now i can look into these these philosophies to help me deal with things and this is something else we talked about in one of the last ones was that I I don't – it doesn't ever go away, but I rebound from it quicker. The more reps I, I have, the more times I deal with these things, the more situations I get in where I practice these things, you know, I get better in, at the rebound. But I don't think it will yeah. ever, like, make me – non non non-emotional like have no emotion and never be destroyed and and none of that stuff so there's a lot of misconceptions in it that um it's going to somehow take away all your problems but it's kind of like a, a toolbox for you to be able to to play this game with yourself throughout the rest of your life where it's me versus me yeah and if I'm uncomfortable around someone I'll push myself to go around that person yeah, just test myself and and then use those those stoic principles to understand. You know, I can I don't have to react to my human nature. There's a, yeah. there's a deeper consciousness here at play. And uh-huh, that's good.
0: I you know I totally agree with that. It's um, I don't think we ever uh, well we obviously we graduate when it's over, but uh, um, toolbox man so the biggest thing in in, in stoic thought for me is a toolbox of of challenging my assumptions and my judgments uh huge for me um for example uh i got taken away from my mother when i was 10 traumatic environment went to my grandmother she died a couple years later ran away a street kid hooked on drugs with the whole negative story uh plenty of excuses you know all of these things but the narrative over and over in my head was my mother uh, didn't love me, so she couldn't keep me, she couldn't do. It. And so, everything, you know, as a child, it's centered around this me centered focus where in reality it has nothing to do with me, right? And so, the toolbox you're talking about is like we do this all the time in relationships your wife's pissed at you the person oh they're doing that because and then we start assuming we start judging we start these stories and these narratives um philosophy and what we're talking about here like brings awareness to this the way the mind works and to really begin to stop that process uh mid-game because it causes us so much pain and suffering that yeah, uh,
1: more more than is, ne- than is necessary like there's a mm-hmm. difference between suffering and then living in hell <laughs> we can live in hell you know suffering is suffering but you know hell is optional so yeah yeah absolutely so some of the responses we got is
0: um you know that stoicism is one dimensional narrow-minded uh philosophy of stuffing and denying emotions uh we talked about that so um that gives the idea of being stoic a uh, little um little s there uh emotionless person who doesn't uh, um somebody can thump him upside the head and and um uh, and he would just smile or something i don't know <laughs> like uh, plump, thump you know thank you have another <laughs> one you. like i don't know no <laughs> uh, all right being emotion uh emotionless avoid of feelings that is the common uh common misconception uh here's the one not caring or acting like you don't care or something is no big deal.
1: I get that one. So um <laughs> there's there's a big difference between emotionless and non-attachment. Like if I'm not emotionally attached to something, I can look at it logically and I can find a solution. You know. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think it's like for for it to be like a an emotional shut off, you know, cuz it's a way like I I had to find a way to let my emotions flow and feel them all the way through to the other side. And a lot of that is through not like non-attachment, non-attachment working on things that, that, uh, you know, it's the morbid reflection practice of stoicism, like thinking of the things that would destroy me and then feeling that emotion. It's, it's like, uh, kind of setting yourself up so that when those things happen, we can be operational. We don't, yeah. We don't become we don't become crushed by the things that are going on in our life. Yeah. It doesn't make me emotionless. It it makes me it gives me an ability to navigate my life in a way that I'm not reacting to my emotions. Yeah, and I can I can walk through these stressful situations and 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 be a operational like an operating human being, you know, I, and and not let these things crush me. And, and then be able to, you know, navigate the situation the best of my ability and, and find a solution. So, yeah. um, you like know, a morbid reflection for me is, is kind of a, it's a daily thing. It, at least thinking of one thing that if I was to lose it today, that would crush me, you know, and just being aware that there are things <laughs> that could crush me. You know, I think yeah. that bringing the awareness of that in itself, um, is, is a, is a cool, is I guess a beneficial practice, but it doesn't make me emotionless. It it just right. allows me to operate in stressful situations without emotion. Yeah.
0: When, when, uh, as I was hearing you talk, I kept on thinking about the, um, the positive mindset. Um, I've shifted away from that, um, Probably the past three or four years of my life and and really redefine what positive thinking is for myself personally, um, because in the past, positive thinking was to be op- optimistic um, to thoroughly expect you know everything to be uh, butterflies and unicorns and all of these different things, and I really think that that kind of sets us up uh, first of all to attachment to outcomes, right? And to have our hope and our expectation like destroyed and uh, there's nothing worse than than feeling like you're totally hopeful and elated and then being thoroughly let down. Um, I think a lot of people that are in hopelessness um, probably were victims of the positive, uh, thoroughly expecting, you know, positive things. So what you're talking about here, um, I have like internalized and I think the reason why I've internalized it is because all the bad shit that happened like right. you know what i mean and it happens like repeatedly and you know i feel bad for a lot of people whose pain is in front of them like um like us you know a, a lot of our pain it has passed already and and <laughs> we've gone through the fire and we're becoming you know as you say better and not bitter um but i do feel a lot of sympathy and a pain for people who's still ahead of them where they have the you know a lot of people to lose and and a lot of stuff that um Um, but it's inevitable, right? These are inevitable parts of life and, and being able to, to ponder those things and, and to to understand that there are certain life inevitables that are going to come upon you. Now, I think we train our program like we do to uh, an intruder in the house. Like if you're thoroughly armed and you're loaded, like, you know, I am, (laughs) you know, I got a battle plan. And so I'm thoroughly prepared for what might take place inside my house. Now, I think we do that in reverse, and that is like if, if I lose this job, I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna burn my whole life to the ground, or if I you know this event happens and, and and it's going to be the end and the ruin for me. And I think we need to flip that script.
1: Right. Yeah, because it you, to get through life, there's always you know that the sun comes up tomorrow, and then so if whatever destroyed you yesterday, you still have to carry yourself into tomorrow. You know, so like for me, I've I've dealt with some some situations where I had to just react without emotion, uh, but feeling the emotion later, and then I found that how that was a negative, and so just to allow myself to let the emotion flow, but also not pay attention to it, to where I'm I'm actually making logical decisions in this stressful situation. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's, and I'm I'm an operational human being. I'm not in the corner sobbing and and frozen, and I can't do anything, and I'm completely useless to anyone around me. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. I see that a lot, and that was me at at, at one point at time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so to be able to see that growth and understand where it comes from, it comes from my ability to emotionally detach from a situation not the person the situation yeah. yeah it doesn't mean i don't care and it doesn't mean it, like none of that is it's not that it's 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 the att- you know the attachment to the outcome like you were talking trying to control a situation or, or yeah. whatever it, it is. is so yeah that's the deep stuff you i know, can talk I, about it for hours yeah
0: yeah <laughs> i uh I, I lived uh you know through this and i know exactly what you're talking about but yeah i think the bottom of this conversation is um so we're not emotionless um but being not allowing our m- emotions to control us now i've been there to where uh, my emotional responses were the uh, they were all at the steering wheel and it did, governing my life and uh different impulses i mean there was time where i had road rage so bad and i carried a baton and constantly thought of like running people off the road and beating them with it like you know just this massive amount of anger that I'm not like facing and dealing with and stuff um but coming out of being controlled by emotions and saying that um I'm going to listen to them because obviously we should and uh, but I'm going to begin to come at it from a rational perspective and that I'm not going to allow my emotions to play me like a puppet like they've been doing, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Good stuff. So we're gonna jump into the um, to the Stoic challenge. We were talking about um, really discovering what we want. Now I think one of the biggest problems we face as men is really actually identifying what we want. Um, like the higher wants. I think we're pretty good with the animalistic wants, <laughs> you know, um, but really identifying what we want and um, just really clarifying that objective. So um, the first one was inside of our connection to to God or the universe. Like what, what were some things that, that you wanted inside of that realm? Um,
1: so I've put it like... <laughs> the way I've done a lot of the, the things that I do today, the things that I do today were kind of introduced through those desires. Like I, I wanted a fellowship of the spirit. I wanted people around me that were, <clears throat> that were of the same mind and, and heart and that. So, um, and that has been coming to fruition over the last couple of years where I now have like a tribe of people that, that are, you know, they celebrate the same way I celebrate. So, um, like continuing that, continuing that, that endeavor, um, you know, carrying a message of hope to people, uh, and, and actually having, um, a daily connection, like an interpersonal actual relationship with, you know, uh, my father and mother. So. I kind of see things a little different you know my ideas are my own ideas but yeah. uh the way I see the connection is it's a daily a daily um reprieve for me so and it's a lot of action on my end so um it's you know date nights with the kids um that's part it, it's part of my relationship building but it's also part of my connection yeah uh, because thanks to you I've noticed that the way I see my creator or see creation is the way I show up in the world <laughs> and that that's was good. that was uh a huge lesson for me so when when my higher power is absent I'm absent when my higher power is condemning I'm distant condemning. yeah so, that's so good
0: I talked to you, that. you. Yeah,
1: it seems like you're teaching yeah. it to me now <laughs> well that's something I got from some of our yeah some of our interactions like Definitely. That. Uh, but you know, I also owe that to, to George and Mario. <laughs> yeah, that's powerful um, stuff. Like I've that. had some really, really powerful men in my life who have, who have been able to, you know, show me these things and practice in that stuff. Um, you know, it, it has changed my life. Like really. Yeah. So That's amazing that you say that because like, for example, if, if,
0: if God universe divinity is empowering and encouraging, um, then I can show up in the same manner, and it does seem like we um, we become like the God we believe. It really does. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think experiencing that for myself first—that this this uh, this life-giving force is is here to build me up and construct me into the man I, I I'm you know destined to be. Man, that is empowering because then we we go and be the same, do the same for others. You know, that's just,
1: that's a, right. just a powerful reality. It's where my power comes from. <clears throat> so <clears throat> anything else is superficial and of the world. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So I was uh, with my connection was to make time. Um, you know, a lot of times I just, uh, get up and go or, or, um, it's not as reflective as I could be. Or one of my biggest things is, um, you know, gaining, uh, knowledge simply to deliver. I, and I think a lot of, uh, educators have that problem. Um, so I need to make sure that I, I fully digest, uh, some things, but, uh, the biggest thing for me in my spiritual connection is, is I got to make time to ponder principles and say, how does this look like? And what, what, it, what does this require of me inside of my life? Uh, if I start losing sight of, of that, then, you know, I start losing sight of the, the passion and the energy. So for me, that's, that was kind of a big thing with connection. How about the uh, oversight inside of business uh that's kind of like leadership and money and stuff what were some things that you wanted uh inside of that area now i want to anybody who's watching this our challenge was to only want things that are within our power this is what makes it stoic because everybody could want so i don't want the house on the heel you know, we're talking about like really refining our desires to what is within our hand that we can begin to carry out and that we can make possible now, some people might think that the house on the heel is within their capabilities, but what if that house gets destroyed by a lightning bolt, right? <laughs> so, right.
1: Within our capabilities. What was uh, your uh, business and leadership? Uh, so for mine, it's, it's uh, freedom. I've been, I've been focused a lot on f- uh, freedom and how I look at money. I look at money as, as I, I don't do the things I do for the money. The money is a byproduct and then it gives me freedom. So, uh, changing a lot of my old, uh, ideas of money and that kind of thing, how I make money. And then a lot of it is with my leadership, um, seeing how I've changed, how I've, I changed how I like led myself. I guess there was a time I was afraid of myself and I was afraid to lead myself. I would just, let anyone tell me who I was and what I was doing and what I was supposed to be doing, where to be, and all that stuff. And and then one day, this dude looked at me and he said, uh, "We do whatever we want around here, Rich. We're grown ass men."
0: <laughs>
1: and I was like, "Ah, you're you're right, man." So, ever since then, it was kind of funny, but that stuck out in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do whatever you want. You're a grown ass man. And uh, so it, it was empowering a little bit, you know. Um, yeah. But to you know, kind of focus more on my leadership and how I'm leading myself and the mm-hmm. things that i'm I'm uh disciplining myself in in and you know quitting smoking is one of the biggest things uh the gorillas that I'm wrestling right now That's and one, yeah. uh so yeah, it's just uh you know understanding how I'm leading myself in in that battle um and you know having faith in my ability to have faith like once I started placing that, you know, faith into things that actually mattered <laughs> instead yeah. of hoping something happened or that kind of thing. Um, just putting faith in the fact that I will, I will continue to have faith. Yeah. And, uh, how I lead myself is how I lead others. <laughs> it's funny. I, you hear people, uh, giving instruction, uh, trying to uh fix a situation or they see something going wrong and, and they're being very uh rash about it, uh, or they deliver their message very harshly, you know. And um I've I've done enough work now, I see that as I can only imagine how they talk to themselves. So I don't wow. take it personal. You know? Yeah. But I yeah. see it in myself. Like today I came home, I had some expectations that the kids were gonna have stuff cleaned up and nothing got done. So Um, but you know i see that in others only because i see that in myself and i'm only as good of a leader as i can lead myself and trust in myself and you know um so that's huge for me that's a huge focus for me yeah
0: you know with uh money i had so many uh limiting beliefs um you know, my family was on welfare, on food stamps and also like Social Security. We called it nut money growing up. If you were a nut, you know, diagnosed as a, like a schizophrenic or something. And, and so my parents were both diagnosed uh, schizophrenics. So, uh, like nut money. Yeah. Uh, so needless to say, I had, you know, all kinds of limiting beliefs uh, concerning money. Um, I think I, uh, I'm remembering how my stepdad made money. He found out how to steal gasoline and he became the local gas man um, because he, he found out how to go to the gas stations and rig the, the machines. So this is, this, is, this is where I come from. This is my family. Again. <laughs> uh, so uh, a lot of limiting beliefs concerning money. Uh, it's hard to come by. It's hard to get uh, when I was younger had the mentality that you had to take it, uh, you had to steal from somebody, you know, those sort of things. So uh, I think shedding those off little by little and, and seeing the remnants that are still left and saying, you know, um, that needs to come off too, I think is, a, is what I want to see in my life. And I, I believe I do have the power to identify those and to carry it out. The other one was worthiness to be followed. I've been at this for like four years, Rich, um, you know, That's going online and, and doing these things. And I like and, that. Um, and so it feels like a snail pace. And so there's a little bit uh, within me. What's up, Michael? How are you doing? What's up, Mike? That you joined us. Mikey! <laughs> and feeling a little bit of... Uh, um, just unworthiness of being followed or or, you know, being a leader. So I believe I have the ability to really focus on those things and, and to build confidence. So that's what I want to see in my leadership. Uh shedding whatever little money things there is left and uh really rising inside of a uh, feeling of worthiness and confidence that uh that there's people out there that actually want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> you know?
1: Uh, it's funny when you start going through li- those limiting beliefs it's, it's like peeling away an onion it's just one layer after another and then you find out another one was an opinion of someone else that mm-hmm. you ran into one time and right
0: right absolutely how about relationships that is uh the next one relationship what did you um want within your relationships um
1: so with that one i do like uh my, my relationships, uh, for like a a daily, um, well, we talk a lot about the love bank. There's a love bank between, uh, the two of whoever's in a connection. So whether it's your children, your significant other, just friends, those kinds of things, there's, there's this, this little bank between, um, you and that person. Uh, so for me, like it's about like daily investments into those those mm-hmm. banks, and then yeah. daily investments into things of the world that that uh, um, a, a lot of it is um, for me. It's been like creating a worship band, um, like like doing, and then creating those connections and 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 creating those relationships and having those investments, yeah. and uh, so just continuing that and in, in a way of. I don't need the, the, I don't need anybody to reciprocate that to me. I, I'm doing these things, uh, simply because it's who I am. And that's, that's what I do. And like with my children, uh, like we do our, you know, weekly date nights, uh, it's gotten kind of wonky since I've been working out of town, that kind of thing. But we spend a lot of time together and do like a lot of date nights, a lot of kayaking and stuff like that. Just, uh, deals where we can, you know, make, Make memories with each other uh yeah. and that that kind of goes back to money and freedom with money is to be able to have that to be able to you know invest the, that time with the kids and stuff like that, yeah, but a lot of it is you know physical investments like uh somebody needs help here, somebody needs help here, somebody needs an ear here, um you know, I have people reach out when they're having panic attacks you know and and things like that so that I can just be there for an individual and not need anything reciprocated. And that was huge uh, for me to get here with relationships because, um, I had to have some sort of reciprocation. There had to be some sort of condition on it Mm -hmm. for a long time. That's how I lived my life. I would only do for others or if you would do for me. And, you know, um, that's a daily investment. So that's something I really focus on and want to continue to focus on. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Frankie, uh, thanks for joining
0: us. She's hollers. I'm back. (laughs) I'm glad you're here. We're getting a
1: crowd on here. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
0: That's kind (laughs) of funny. For me, you know, showing up in my marriage, when I look at the things I can (laughs) control, I say, you know, I put it on me as far as my character, my virtue, and that's, I want to show up. I want to, um, begin to communicate, communicate, (laughs) put emphasis on it. (laughs) Um, and, um, really be like unified and one and on the same page and, um, continue to like you're dating your kids, continue to date your wife. Uh, those things kind of slip as you go, go throughout life. You, You begin to stop communicating as much. You're not quite, unified in in your values and uh, date night begins to slip and stuff like that so all of those things are important to me and then the kids you know i just want to um i want to be empathetic i want to them to know that i care but i also want to be assertive also and um, because i have three teenagers um 14 15 and 16 they're about to just shift to this 17 16 and 15. um so things are chaotic Boundaries, you know, being crossed, All you know, things need to be established and assertiveness. So be loving, but be assertive at the same time. I want to show up in that fashion. I think that's within my power to do. So last one is our body. What, uh, what did you want uh, to begin to carry out inside
1: your body? Oh, mine's probably uh, getting back on a, a better uh, eating schedule. Like I've been having a really hard time with my food prepping and that kind of thing. And uh, especially with my erratic work schedule and that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. uh, that's kind of funny. Like, and with, with food and fuel, it's, uh, it's like uh, I'll go a certain amount of time doing things really good. and, And then all of a sudden I'll fall off. And it's, so it's been like, a lot of reset, just reset, 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 reset. And then that removal of judgment, removal of judgment, you know, you, you, yeah. you fell off, you did this, you did that, whatever. But like eating is tough. You get caught up in your day and you don't bring a lunch or something. And all of a sudden, you know, you're not on schedule or whatever. So uh, I try to stick to a, a pretty uh, strict diet, but You know, I'm also not a slave to it, so, yeah. um, you know, when I do let it go, I acknowledge it and then, you know, try to get back on the wagon, especially with sugars and stuff like that. You know, I can eat a lot of just different things, but sugars are, are, you know, I didn't (laughs) know that sugars were that bad. Sorry, I'm laughing
0: at the comments. we so we've got two bald guys here and, uh, uh I am like, watching y'all listening on, I'll make my hair fall out. Uh, yeah, it probably will, bro. It probably will, bro. <laughs> uh, that's great. You know, one of the, um, the biggest things that I, uh, begin to do was, um, um, fasting and that is for a period of time. I don't eat now. Um, the weight that I've dropped probably correlate to not eating after 6 p.m. and not eating before 10 a.m. in the morning and having this eight-hour window in which to eat. Um, that's, that's crazy, crazy results for me. Um, also taking, like, probiotics and fiber and, you know, some of these other things as far as supplements. And um, so that's been amazing for me. What's not been so amazing is I don't move that much. Um, I need to get moving and i feel like i'm at my disgust point where that's that's about to break open so um, you could probably quiz me in 30 days and see how i solve that problem because i'm feeling like that this this problem is going to be a thing of the past so i'm feeling pretty good about that (laughs) okay so what's your overall like thinking about what you want um i know for me it's awareness because like I said, we like when we're in the rat race and we're in this uh, automation mode where we're going through the motions and and we're not really uh, like spiritually alive, I guess you could say, um, we don't do these exercises and we don't actually think about what we really want. Half the time, we don't know what we really want. And we're getting arguments with everybody and we're getting frustrated and we're getting triggered and we don't even know what we want in the situation. So I think the biggest thing for me is just getting clarity um, doing this exercise, you've probably done it a couple times. Like what, uh, what do you think about this exercise?
1: Um, so I have, a I have desires today. I just know that they're not going to look the way I think they're supposed to look <laughs> when they, you know, when they come to fruition, uh, they, they tend to happen when I get out of my way. Um, so that's kind of what I get. What I get from looking at my desires is, is uh, seeing it where, how capable I am of actually achieving these things. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, mm-hmm. trial and error. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Um,
0: so if, if I'm going to focus on the things that are within my hand to carry out, which is super hard for people. Um, but I think it's it's the stoic way. Then if I want to reach a certain point in the future, then I'm going to have to enlarge my capacity today. Right. And so thinking of, like, let's just say, for example, for money, you know, it's hard for people to not say, you know, I want to make this amount of money. It's really hard. Uh, that desire is in there. But I have this overall sense that I can be content On whatever state I'm in, I can't be content with, you know, just enough. I I would prefer more than enough. And I don't know who wouldn't. um, But I'll be fine with uh, with just enough. But having this idea of like, if I'm going to grow and expand, then there's something in me that needs to die and to break and there's mindsets and there's capacities and skills and all of these things that need to be expanded. So when I hear that, You can desire something, and it's got to be within your hands and your capabilities. I don't know. That excites me, man, because it's like, because it it brings back personal responsibility. These a lot of these things. Me showing up inside of my marriage, showing up inside of my business, showing up as a friend, showing up and doing these. Like everything is about me showing up and just developing some sort of consistency.
1: And Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't happen. Doesn't happen overnight. Like that's one thing. I definitely want to share with people that are watching this is that it doesn't happen overnight. There's a huge process to it. And like I said, it's trial and error because all my, all the experience that I can share that holds depth and weight was only found through trial and error, trial and error, you know, what works and what didn't work. So it's like, it's our human condition to just try something, fail and stop, Mm -hmm. try something, fail and stop. Uh, because we carry a judge in our head or a little torturer in our head that's gonna <laughs> not let us continue, and it's a it, there's a lot of removal stoicism has helped me remove that voice uh some with playing games with it and yeah. and trying to push push past it and uh so you know ace the one c today was seven point one plus twenty pounds lost, so mikey i think was having some issues with uh diabetes so oh wow that's Getting awesome
0: brother. yeah that's awesome yeah. brother yeah i pretty much uh go with the um pretty the pretty low sugar and carbs you know we try to keep carbs at uh, at dinner but i heard um um that uh, fasting and keto thing is is a miracle for for diabetes. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I can't give you advice, but I would listen to <laughs> you know a lot of people out there that that uh, are really knowledgeable about the subject. But it's pretty surprising, you know. With sugar, there's something about sugar. This I do know, is that every everything uh, cancer and all of these different things that is their food. They freaking thrive on this stuff. Yeah, I had and no so, idea
1: that sugar was such such a evil <laughs> drug but like sugar yeah. does things to your body it it's it's crazy what sugar yeah. does yeah it and is. i didn't like i you know i didn't think it was that big of a deal but it's actually in everything and they you know it, it's it's not good for you at all yeah yeah all right we're gonna wrap this up i thank everybody for
0: uh for joining us And um, I encourage you to join uh, if you want to join the um, Stoic uh, Brotherhood. uh, Click uh, uh, "Count Me In" at the bottom, and uh, we'll make sure that you get in the group. And uh, you can you can uh, follow this journey with us. So, Rich, I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man, I appreciate you too, brother. I love doing this, and I I just thank you because it's it's like evergreen. Like we're gonna put this up on our website, and then everybody that flows through the the uh, challenges, you know, it's just gonna yeah. continue to live on and on and on.
1: <laughs> I'm grateful to be part of it, man. Definitely. Awesome, brother. Appreciate you. All right, I'll see you soon. Too. Yep. All right, bye. Bye.